Welcome back to Technically Self-Published. I'm Ash, amateur author and professional teenager. This is season two, Bridging the Gap. You can take everything I say here as canon. There are spoilers, so check out my complete reading of the book first. I am not ready for this, Jai contemplates, staring down at the small black speck far beneath us. Why don't you come with us then? I ask. We're standing on the edge of an open ship, hovering high above the Elta space. Jai restlessly shoulders her parachute. Faraday informs us that they are fairly small, clear, and light. We should deploy them as late as possible to avoid being seen. Once we've landed, ditch the backpacks. We have guns, of course. My heart pounds in my chest, mostly of excitement. I've never skydived before, but I'm sure I'll love it. The rest of the team, not so much. Oh, and once we've taken the compound, we should radio teams Beta and Delta. I do not know, Jai replies. It's too late now, so jump on three, two, one, go, Faraday says. Jai hesitates for a split second, but jumps. I follow right after. The wind roars, rushing past me. The once tiny fortress grows larger as I pick up speed. I see Jai just ahead of me, her hair streaming out behind her. I fall like an arrow past clouds, keeping speed with the rest of Team Alpha. A deep, earthy, green plain stretches for kilometers all around us. The only structures I can see is a small village surrounding Kasoni's base. So far, it doesn't seem like we've been noticed. The flat gray roof of the compound grows closer. Below me, Jai pulls a cord and suddenly stops. I yank my cord as well, and with a sharp jerk, I'm floating steadily down. I land softly on the roof. Everyone else slowly lands around me, Jai being the last to land. Her face is flushed with exhilaration, and I'm sure mine is as well. I can't help it. I loved free falling. But I have bigger fish to fry, pun not intended. Jai seems somewhat unsteady on her feet, wavering slightly back and forth. Her hair has fallen into her face. Unexpectedly, and without thinking, I brush it back behind her ear. Okay, team, split up to cover more ground. If you find Altus, radio the rest of Team Alpha. Faraday instructs. We start moving towards the stairwell, practically on tiptoe. My boots crunch against the gravel roof. Not so silly. I silently curse myself. With an ominous creak, the wooden door swings open. Faraday leads us down, and from there we split up. Five people head down the first floor. Jai, Holland, Jack, Nax, James, and I stay on the second. There's a split in the corridor. Jai, Jack, Nax, and Holland head one way, and I go with James. It's fortunately deserted, except for one guard who we quickly knock out. So, you and Jai, huh? James whispers. My face heats up. Uh, no. Why? Is she your girlfriend? I reply, trying to keep cool. This is not the time. Heck no, I'm gay. I got a boyfriend. James responds as we creep through the corridor. I'm just saying, she's been looking at you kind of hard. What are you insinuating? I demand in a whisper. We stop at an unmarked door. The real question is, what are you not insinuating? James gives me a conspiratorial wink. I shake my head at him and then nod towards the door. I count down three seconds and burst through. Just an empty storage room. I close the door and look around. He falls suit. Come on, you've been looking at her doe-light since you got here. Either bang her or marry her already. <sighs> look, we're in the middle of something now. Could you not? I gesture around us, pointing out the fact that we are not in safe territory. Look, it's not like two girls being into each other is illegal or anything, James protests. 
Nothing here. Let's move on. I ignore him. He sighs in defeat. Fine, I'll drop it. After knocking out guard in the hallway successfully, the lights flicker out. We keep walking through the pitch black. I feel my way along the wall until my hand touches something. A door. Then a hand touches me. I probably jumped almost a meter in the air, but fortunately it was dark enough that no one saw. Dude, you can't just do that, I complain. Sorry, Holland's voice replies. There's a door here, guys. Come on. James taps softly on the aforementioned door. I turn the doorknob softly and creep into the room. I hope everyone else is behind me. I bump into someone in the dark. It is not Holland. It is not Jai. Neither James nor Jack Max. Nah, I'm cut off by a solid punch to the face. I flail in the darkness. I can't see a thing. The lights flicker slowly back on. Five guards lie prone on the floor. Apparently we stumbled into their break room. Not the best room to stumble into. Guys, Jai asks. There's a long cut in her arm. Oops, Jacknack says meekly. I grimace. That is not good. Here. I lead her over to a small sink and wash the cut, drying it gently with paper towels. I don't think it's deep. Are you okay? I ask. Sure, I'm not a great doctor, but we're kind of on a stealth mission here. Well, a stealth mission so far. Yes, I will be fine, she replies, pulling down her sleeves to cover it. Jack next looks down, severely embarrassed. I don't really blame him, it was dark. Shutting the door behind us, we look through the newly lit corridor. There you are, we have a situation. Paul skids into view, breathing hard. Then they take off. I assume they want us to run after them. I hop on Jack next. Jai, James, and Holland following suit. He runs as if he were the wind himself. He runs as if there were nothing on his back but fur. He runs as if life himself was pushing him on. Before I can blink, we're at the bottom of the stairwell. Chaos reigns. Our self-mission has gone off the rails entirely. Jack next keeps moving, though. He darts from guard to guard, knocking them down like bowling pins. We duck to narrowly avoid Friel's arms stretching towards a guard. One, two, three laps. Jacknack stops abruptly, flinging all of us from his back and onto a less than graceful pile on the floor. Sorry. Hey, I did it, he crows. I sigh and stand up, dusting myself off. That was fast. Verity seems impressed, though it's hard to tell. A guard is getting up beside us. Holland grabs them deftly by the collar and holds them off the floor. Their gun clatters down next to me. I take it. It's a pretty good model. Not as good as what Vindication has, but whatever. So, do you have any idea where Eltas is? I demand, looking up at them. Please don't hurt me. He's under the... Suddenly, their voice changes. They no longer sound scared, and there's a strange undercurrent. Like, it's not really their voice. You will not find him. Cease and desist. Holland, startled, drops him. I think I know what's going on, but we have to find Eltas first. Let's move, Jai says, surprisingly contemplative. With a quick round of firing, all the guards are stunned. I wander into a small room. It looks like quarters. No one here. We must have gotten them all. I'm assuming that Kisonu has some sort of secret trap door, like on the Vindication. I look under bunk beds. Nothing. Not a single hatch, lever, or conspicuous wall sconce. Man, it's like this guy doesn't want to be found, I say to Holland. He shrugs, missing the joke. 
Jen's in the next room with James. An armor of some sort. Not nearly as well stocked. Anything here? Did you touch everything? I asked, poking my head in. Nah, come on. James replied, shaking his head. They follow us out. Everybody, I found him, Paula shouts. You could have done it sooner, you will be vision, James complains. Everyone crowds around Petrich. He's under the ground next to a big heat source, probably the water system. He's alone. Try looking somewhere over there, they point. That is a wall, I reply. No, I'm not done. They weren't pointing to anywhere in the building. They were pointing outside. Maybe the village? Jai suggests much more helpfully. I walk outside. The sky's overclassed, but the villagers seem friendly. We're on top of a large grass hill that slopes gently down to the town. With some difficulty, I manage not to slip on the wet grass. Holland fails to do this and slides down. Fortunately, the rest of us are much more nimble. We spread out. John, Jack, Nax, a more muddy Holland, and I enter the nearest hut. It's deserted. I poke around a bit. Do you think this could be it? Holland asks, pointing to a large and highly conspicuous lever. He pulls it. A trapdoor pops open right before Jack Nax. Hey, look, I found it, he says before hopping down. I shake my head at him and fall after. There's a set of slightly damp but fairly new stunned stairs leading down. Right after Holland enters, the trapdoor slams shut, making Jai jump. At the bottom of the staircase, there's a small, dimly lit passage. We walk for a while. It doesn't take long before we come to a sturdy metal door. It's unlocked. With a long moan, the door slowly swings up. Well, this isn't creepy at all, I whisper. He's alone, standing still in the large room. The ceiling is fairly high for an underground layer. The walls are supported by thick, curved, rusty pillars that arch towards the roof. Ahem, Kasonu Altas, we've come to bargain. I step forward. He stays still. Naya, this is bad. You, you don't know who this is, Jai says quietly. I turn around, stopping cold. What do you mean? I ask slowly. crunch against the gravel roof, not so silly. Whenever I mean this, I can hear it. Just one to mention. Look, it's not like two girls being into each other is illegal or anything. <clears throat> they no longer sound scared, and there's a strange undercurrent, like it's not really their voice. So, maybe I should explain Ujatu's powers. He can only possess one person at a time, but if he possesses a paranormal, he gains their powers. He's restricted to that person's physical abilities and limits. He cannot possess an ultimate or a husk. He can turn into any living being. Ujatu can be anywhere when possessing people, but he does not have control over his own body when he's in someone else's. So, he's vulnerable. That is, you can get to him whenever he's controlling someone else, occurs in a heavily fortified and guarded room so he doesn't get attacked. Naya, this is bad. You don't know who this is, Jai says quietly. So how does Jai know, but not anyone else? Jai's been with Vindication for only a little while before BTG started. In episode 18, you said you have an explanation for everything. I can hear you, you know, one single over-obsessed listener. Jai is 
actually a bit of a history buff, so she knows a lot about paranormals. As soon as she got into Vindications, she started researching and didn't really stop. She had made speculations about the true nature of Kasonu Eltis since Chapter 6, but had never really known for sure until the raid. 